They don't know how you hold me down, how you hold me down. Been here, been real, been trail, never sold me out. Some stay in love and some fight together, some breaking up and some running out. And they love you looking all out of shape. Let's marathon it, let's work it out forever. You got my heart and my soul Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Not Your Average Church Girl. And today I have invited the fellas. If you have followed throughout this season, I spoke with different women in church leadership. Uh, they shared their experiences and their roles in the church. They spoke about their family life, and they even gave some advice for the listeners. And after I recorded these interviews, I had this really great idea to speak to the husbands. So I have asked some of my friends to join the party. So uh, I want to know what it is from their point of view. We've heard from some of their wives on previous episodes, and I just want to know what it was like for them. So today, um, I have Pastor Josh Pinto. You heard from his wife, Jane, in the Pastor's Wives episode. He's a senior pastor of Faro Church in Lake Forest, California. He my pastor. Okay, okay. We have Pastor Alex Florian. You heard from his wife. Pastor Diaritza in the co-pastors episode, and they are pastors of Rooted Church in Selmar, California. And fun fact, he also sells internet services to businesses for Spectrum. So if you are a church in need of internet services or you need an upgrade, hit him up. I will have his contact info in the episode notes. And last, I have Pastor Gabe Hernandez. Now we didn't hear from his wife, but I did want to make sure and invite him because he has actually transitioned through all of these roles. His first experience was as a pastor's husband. Then he transitioned into co-pastoring with his wife in Upland, California. And now, although he and his wife are the English pastors for Iglesia Betania in Maywood, Maywood, uh, he does hold more of a lead pastoral role. He is also a host of the show, Connecting Generations on the One Vision Christian Network. Fellas, thank you for joining me today. Hello, hello. God bless you guys. Thank you for inviting us, Araceli. What's up, Araceli? Pleasure to be here with you, spending some time with you during this show. So let's start off with support. In each episode, we talked about the support the women received from friends, family, and from their husbands. So Anel has shared when her husband started as a pastor at Fado, it took her some time to find her place in the church. So I'd like to know, how do you gentlemen show your support to your wives and what they do in church and the home for their work and anything else they do? I'd like to know why you support them and how you support them. Well, I believe that uh, marriage is a partnership. And in a partnership, uh, you have to work at it just like any, anything else. I believe that marriage is not 50, 50 percent. In a marriage is 100 and 100 percent. The way I support Jane is that I believe that my job as a husband is to help her ful fulfill her dreams and her desires. So my job is to support that and to do whatever it takes for Jane to be able to fulfill those God-given roles in her life. So you talked about Anel, uh, Anel finding her role in church. I believe that the best way we could support our wives is, is by giving them their role. Um, Jane is not your traditional pastor's wife, but she is a pastor's wife. 
Um, so therefore, my job is to make sure to um, give her her role and to uh, make sure that everybody understands who she, who she is as a woman and as a, as my wife. Uh, well, for me, it's it's um <clears throat> it's a little bit different because my wife. I mean, first off, she's just uh, she's just amazing. Like she's has a full time job. She is uh, a full time mother. She is a full time wife, and she is by my side doing ministry. I mean, literally every single Sunday she's with me and she's translating and uh, every other activity apart from Sunday, she's there. Um, I, my way of supporting her is just words of affirmation. Hey, this is where God has us. This is what we're doing. This is where he is, um, has placed on our lives. And this is the correct place that we need to be. Of course, having the role of a mother, having the role of just a full-time job and having the role uh, of a wife, um, we put those in priority for ourselves. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, one of the main things that we did that I said before we entered into the ministry as we decided to do so was, God, I'm not going to do it unless you're with me with my family. Um that's first of all, my wife, who is priority over everything um, and over my, my kids, because I was a pastor's kid and I understood what it is to grow up in the church and feel precise, maybe the neglect from my parents because the ministry took over. And that was the last thing that I wanted. So her having a confirmation like, hey, this is what's going to happen. We love ministry. This is where God has called us, but we have set our priorities beforehand of what we're doing as we do ministry. Um, and my hat's off to her because she has so many roles um, and she does them really well. But the way I support her is words of affirmation, confirming her call upon her life uh, and reminding her of who we are and as a family, as a marriage, um, and in our call that God has placed upon us. So, I mean, that's, that's possibly uh, the main things that I would say that I do to support my wife. As we're speaking about the early ways we supported each other, well, for me, I, I shared in what Pastor Josh said about, you know, being able to support them in their dreams. It's something that I, I told Deb a long time ago when we were, we were dating at the time and she was deciding it was about, I think it was Valentine's Day or her birthday. It just falls around the same type of she's you know she's a November uh, February baby and obviously Valentine's Day is in February but I remember she was in college at the time and she was doing her undergrad and uh she she needed money for books and I said hey babe like how about instead of me buying you a nice purse or flowers or whatever I give you money towards your books or tuition whatever it is and at that aspect I I don't think she necessarily liked it you know, it wasn't the romantic idea of Valentine's Day or her birthday. For, for me back then, I told her, babe, you know, like your dreams, I want your dreams to be my dreams, right? And if this is the path that you're going through, you're, you know, you're going on and you're getting, you know, your bachelor's degree right now, then I want it to be my dream as well. And I want to support you in that aspect. And in this case, I, what I can do is financially, you know, and so that's what we did. And uh, that was a blessing. The next transition for us was now we're married 
and uh, we started to help uh, her dad at her at her church. Uh, in that season, I was able to be, you know, uh, an associate pastor with her as well. She would, you know, fill in those areas where she possibly could, right? And that was a really interesting transition because she had then decided she wanted to go to grad school. As she's getting her master's degree now, uh, I was, the area I had to support her in was just giving her the time, time to be a full-time, you know, uh, employee, time to be a full-time student. And time to be a full-time wife at the time. And, I, and it's very rare to see females in those same roles. You know, one that's been, you know, has her master's degree, has also her, you know, her seminary uh, under her belt, has years of experience. Like, it just, I, for me, it was really easy just to say, take the time that you need right now. And just being able to lend a shoulder lend a, an ear and just be able to listen. And sometimes, you know, for me, I knew that, I needed to be quiet sometimes that this time is a season for her. So that was an area that I was able to help her. And now um, as, as a lead pastor in our English uh, church here in uh, Bethany church, it's uh it's really special, you know, because now I find myself in a different, in a different role where I was always the one working and, you know, doing the bivocational thing as so many pastors. And I know pastor Alex is one of those, uh, pastors as a bivocational minister, I've been in an opportunity where I haven't had to work, right? Where God has provided uh, an opportunity for us, for me to be at home and focus on, you know, on the word and focus on the church. And where Debony's now, as she's been able to be prepared herself over the last, you know, 10 years, where God has really elevated her and her position in her company, uh, really in an, in an awesome way, in an unexpected way. And it's allowed now for her income to support the household. And now I'm, I'm able to really focus on ministry. We knew uh, and understood that this is what we need to do. This is the call. This is the, this is the ministry. And we're here to serve God. So in whatever capacity, we take it not just in stride, but with great you know, conviction. Uh, but God, God is really good and continues to affirm us. And that's, that's where I know that I continue to got to affirm my wife and support her uh, now in her job. What do I do uh, practical ways now that I support her now that she's the one that's working and I'm the one at home? Well, I, I wash dishes. I do the laundry, right? I clean around the house. I put, I take care of the cars. I put the gas in the cars. I wash them. You know, I, the one area that I definitely uh, can say that I lack in is that I do not cook. However, I do know how to order. Amen. So uh, I may not be able to cook, but boy, can I call Uber Eats? Boy, can I call Grubhub? You know, boy, can I make it happen? Because I don't cook, but I definitely found a way, a workaround around it. So one thing that that I'm getting from all three of you really is just validating your wives where they're at, validating them in the roles that they're in. Jane shared that although she knew that she'd be serving in ministry with her husband, which is Pastor Josh, she noted that she was scared once it was time for, for Pastor Josh to not just be a senior pastor, but to start a church. And so, gentlemen, um, how do you decide when it's time to move forward in a decision, especially we're talking about, you know, taking over a, a, a church or um taking over a pastoral role, how do you decide when to move forward when 
your spouse may be feeling uneasy. You know, what do you do as a couple to make that decision? And should you still move forward if your spouse is not supportive? So I still believe in the calling of God upon someone's life. And I believe that uh, today, unfortunately, uh, ministry has become more of a career rather than a calling. So the first thing that I believe um, is important to do is to identify the fact that you have been called, called by God. Now, being called and exercising that calling, that gift, are two different things. I always knew I, I'd been called to be a pastor, but I also went off and uh, did my own thing and, and um, in the corporate world. And, and uh, once I got to where I always wanted to get, the Lord said, okay, you're here, now what? And that's when I realized, okay, well, the calling is one thing, and exercising that calling is another thing. So once you feel that you're ready to uh, exercise your calling and you find yourself that you're married, that's when you could run into some issues, right? Because then uh, you're not the master of your own life. Now you you've uh, came together with someone else and that uh, when you came together with that someone else, that means that now you're sharing your life with with that person for a lifetime. So in the case of Jen and I, when we decided that, or when I realized that the Lord had called me to start this brand new church, which I didn't even know what was going to be like, um, I went to Jane and I said, babe, let's go to vacation. We got to talk. And that's what we did. We went to Hawaii and um, we talked. We talked about our life. We talked about uh, the calling upon my life. Thankfully enough, I had the brains before I got married to tell her that I knew I had a calling upon my life and that eventually at one point the Lord would call me into the ministry. So that was the time for me to remind her of that conversation that we once had. And uh, that led to then uh, making that transition. However, I have come to understand that in ministry, and in Christian life, if your partner, in this case, your wife, is not, or husband for that matter, is not willing to walk alongside with you in ministry, you better not even start, man. That's really your, your first ministry. And, and if he or she doesn't buy into it, then don't do it. Even if you feel you have the calling upon your life, don't do it. Because your first ministry is your husband or your wife. And I say all of that because Jane knew that already. And uh, she had obviously a calling up on her life. But making that leap was very hard. Nonetheless, um, I think it's easier making a, a, a leap when you're making it with somebody else than when you make it on your own. And um, I am glad. I'm happy to inform you that the Lord couldn't have given me a better woman. Someone who understood, especially uh, uh, understood uh, exactly what the calling of God was. We had left behind a lot of stuff um, materially. I mean, we even had we even sold our house to dedicate ourselves to ministry. It's great to know that 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 one that you have chosen to to be your wife for a lifetime will walk with you, even through those times where. Um, it's very difficult to make a decision. I mean, um, I now help 
plant churches and uh, uh, parent churches and, and things of that nature. And I know that not every church makes it. So for your partner, your wife to, to make that leap with you, knowing that maybe this church will survive, maybe it doesn't, it says a lot about who you marry. It says a lot about who your wife or your husband is. So um, Jane was great when it came to that. Um, it, it, it obviously took a little bit of preparation from my part. I had to remind her of our calling. I took her on vacation, obviously. I, um, uh, I, I told her what to expect, you know. I, I was to leave a, a corporate a, a VP position um, to dedicate myself to ministry. And, you know, we needed to downsize from our single family home to a condo. Uh, so there were a lot of things that needed to take place in order for me to make this leap or for us, I should say, not me, but us to make that leap. And, and so you, you have to let them know what to expect. Um, and uh, in, in my case, I was blessed to, to find out that my wife was uh, walking alongside beside me and um, she did. And here we are now. Um, she's great. She's amazing. And um, I finished my schooling, my second master's. And, and then she says, I want to go to school and say, Han, go for it. You know, because I heard a lot about supporting, but supporting is more than just uh, saying, go ahead, babe. It's also walking alongside them. Like Gabe said, sometimes he might be financially saying, OK, Han, you know, it took this much for me to go to school. I know it's going to take this much for you to go to school. So let's go. Let's do it. We're in it in this together. Let's do it. Knowing that there's going to be long nights, especially now that she's going to school. I mean, she goes to bed sometimes at uh, midnight, one in the morning, doing homework and writing papers. All of that is part of supporting our wives during this um, thing we call ministry. So that's uh, how I've done it. Um, for, for us, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Um, Obviously, like Pastor Josh was saying, um, we knew who we were before we got married. Uh, you know, Diari, she even uh, mentioned at one time where she had like a, a, a dream or a vision or she got some type of confirmation from the Lord that showed the type of ministry that I had. And she understood that before we got married. She knew the call that was upon her life and my life. And before we even took the step to say, yeah, we're going to be pastors. Uh, and to be honest with you, we hesitated a long time. We waited to the last minute to, to say, okay, let's, let's do it. You know, because we were comfortable. We always loved the Lord. We always served in the church and, you know, to one point or another, we were comfortable with that. Um, and, and even to the point where we became pastors, we had the perfect opportunity to say, no, you know what, it's still not the right time, because that's when our kids were born. And we understood that ministry and kids, we had to do it right. We understood that the call that God had upon my life and her life, and before we entered into the ministry, we waited off, and she said she waited off till... I heard something from the Lord and she waited upon me to say, babe, it's time. And she was ready. 
She understood what we had right before us. She understood what we were getting into because ministry is brutal. Ministry is, is not easy. But as we go in, we were both like pastors. Like, I know that's my calling, but I'm going to wait as long as I can to be able to do this. I'm going to wait till the last minute. And that's the way it happened. And, and one of the nicknames that I have for her is my rider died like she's just down she's just like yeah let's let's do it if you're if god has told you then i'm with you and she's willing to follow me and she's willing to support me and she's able able to to be with me through the whole process um as well as i do to her as i understand the the process that we're going through as ministers and as pastors i have to do that to her of who she is, of what God has called her, and the position of where we're at in our marriage, and as parents, and as pastors, as an employees. And it's just a lot that comes upon us. But at the same time, we know that this is where God has us. I have a little different situation with my wife. Um, I when it's come to ministry, Devaney's always been a lot more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to the call that's on both her life and my life. Uh, and for me, it's been more scary because she's not the one that really necessarily questions. I'm the one that questions. I'm the one that looks at the numbers. I'm the one that's always like second guessing, you know, and what Pastor Josh was saying and even Pastor Alex, you know, taking that leap of faith, you know, that's definitely the hardest part. My pastor, Pastor Francisco Duarte, he says this all the time. A lot of people believe God. They believe in God. But do you believe him enough to trust him? Right. And so when you're taking that leap of faith, it, it really it's that that for me has always been the hardest part. And I think for any believer uh, that's listening, taking that trusting God and where he's leading you to a place that's unknown, it's going to be uncomfortable regardless of who you are, maybe with the exception of Dev. And I say this because anytime we've, you know, transitioned to different roles that we've served in um, and the opportunities present themselves, right? I'll ask her and I'll use her as my sounding board. And she's just like, let's do it. Go ahead. Don't doubt. And I'm like, well, what about this? What about that? And she's just like, it's almost like it's irrelevant to her. Like, I'm like, there's real, there's real weight that this decisions carry. Like, you know, this is going to change maybe like, well, Pastor Josh, I had to downsize, you know, you, you have to make these adjustments to your life. And, and it's just, for me, it's this, not that she's Paul or anything, but she's just saying like, you know, I've had plenty and I have had little, and I've learned to be content with what God's given me. And really it's an aspect of her life that, it's scary to be married to that type of person because for somebody that, you know, wants to serve God and yet is really reserved. And I'll say that word, we're reserved or we're realist to have somebody next to you that's telling you, go ahead and do it. It's just like, well, dang, like, okay, well, she's here with me all the time. You know, she's my, she's my partner, you know, and it's, so it can be scary for someone like myself where I'm, I'm the one that's questioning and doubting. And nevertheless, you know what? She has been sensitive to the voice of God and trusting. 
And, you know, we have this picture frame that we have up in our office that says uh, the will of God will never lead you where the grace of God will not protect you. When it comes to ministry, she's she's all about it. And she's just like, I'll support you 100 percent, you know, but she just believes, man. She just believes more than I do. And but once you take that step of faith, like I can sure assure you, Pastor Josh and Pastor Alex can attest to that. Once you take that step of faith, my goodness, how your faith grows when you you because God is just there. God is there supporting, you know, what you're doing and who you are. He's not going to let us go. And uh, it, it, it stretches my faith for sure. Does it hurt? Yeah. And I believe very much in our faith walk and in our spiritual lives. It's very much the same way where God is stretching us like but unless you get out of that comfort zone, as Pastor Alex was sharing, we were comfortable. Unless you get past that, you won't be, you're going to be stuck in your little, in your little desert and your little blessing when God has a promised land waiting for you because, but it's not going to be easy. The Israel, it wasn't easy for the Israelites. They still had to conquer the land. We still got to take those challenges and take those steps of faith and not be scared. Don't doubt, trust that God is with you. He hasn't left you. And guess what? He's never going to leave you. Uh, well, one, what I appreciate about your relationships is how supportive you are of your wives, whether they're preaching, leading, going to school, mothering, whatever it is that they're doing, you're there, you're walking with them. And Pastor uh, Lupita had shared how her husband was always encouraging her to serve in her God-given gifts, even though she had some church members that didn't believe she had a place on the pulpit. Um, not everyone is going to be kind or even supportive in ministry, right? When your wives may be discouraged or even disrespected by members of the church, other leaders, or anyone really, how do you guys handle that? Um, I, I personally, um, we've been in that type of situation before. Um, as, as we took over a current congregation, um, it, it was hard because the pastor that was there was there for 17 years plus. Um, and the church was accustomed to a certain style that was music, that was preaching, that was clothing. So everything was already set. And that was one of the things where we came in, we're like, hey, by the way, we're going to be bilingual. We're not only going to speak Spanish, but we're going to speak English. By the way, um, my wife is going to wear pants and she's going to be on the pulpit. We understand that God does not change. She's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same tomorrow. The word of God never changes, but the seasons that we live in, they do change. And God is using us to speak to these people. And this is how he's doing it with us being here by us being bilingual, by us not dressing the same way that everyone has dressed for the last 30 years. And we're changing that. And that's what we're doing. No matter what anyone says, this is where God has us. Certain things that we did took a big toll on the whole church. And everyone had to get used to it because we weren't backing down. And I had to reconfirm to my wife, this is where we're at and this is what we're doing. And this is where we're heading, you know, and as I would get comments, by the way, your wife is whatever. It's just like, yeah, not denying it. This is, this is where we're at. This is what the church is doing because we understand that the times that we're living in, 
God wants to speak and he wants to use us to be able to do it. I would say a couple a couple of things. Um, I think uh, one, education is essential. We need to educate our churches and our people and letting them know that um, once you get married, you become one with your wife. And if they're talking smack about my wife, they're talking smack about me because we are one. And uh, second, I would say, uh, in my case, uh, just more or less as, as uh, Pastor Alex said it, I, once we started the church, I left it very clear to the elders uh, about respect, not only my wife, but also my kids. And I told them that they were out of bounds. You do not touch my wife. You do not touch my kids. Um, and I think that's important to let, let the, the people at church know uh, that there are limits, you know, and, and your job as a pastor, as a minister is to protect your wife and to protect your kids. Uh, never, never should you allow anybody to disrespect your wife for no reason whatsoever. And um, I think that a man of God will always uh, take a stand for his wife. But would you throw down for her is what I want to know. Because, you know, I'll be, throwing, I'll be throwing these hands, these feet. I'll be throwing Bibles. Not necessary. Dang. Education does it, girl. <laughs> yeah, Jesus is working on me. I'll be throwing down. I love it, man. I couldn't agree more with the gentleman, with our pastors here. Um, education, first and foremost, I think, you know, that's going to be the key you know, to educate one, I mean, the Holy Spirit, when he came down, didn't say it just came down on the men, you know, it came down on everybody that was there, you know, uh, I think as pastors, I'm going to call out the pastors here, I think we need to do a better job also of ministering about women, preaching, include them, you know, we have strong, powerful women, and I, I've loved preaching about Deborah, Esther, man, talk about stepping up, you know, you had Mary, Martha's like all these women, strong women in the Bible. And I think as pastors, you know, we don't talk about these women, you know, and I think so as pastors, one, we lead by example. And so I think one ministering about women, you know, powerful women do a sermon series on women of the Bible and bringing that to the forefront. And then definitely two for me uh, is acknowledging your wives uh, publicly on the pulpit having them people see them with you, you know, advocating for their ministries and, and giving them the opportunities to minister. I've always said this, and it's not a joke. I say it kind of jokingly. When you invite me to preach, um, I usually tell the, you know, the congregation and to the pastor, you made a mistake. You should have invited my wife because she's a much better speaker than I am. She is far more educated than I am. She is more, much more consecrated than I am, you know? And, uh, and thirdly, that she's my teacher. And I say that, I, I say that very honestly, but also very intentionally, because I know a lot of people, you know, will downplay that female role. Unfortunately, a lot of our churches do that too much too often. And so I always try to elevate my wife and put her in the position that she belongs, not in front of me, not in back of me, but right next to me. And oftentimes I try to push her a little ahead of me. Uh, I always say that. I always say that, and it's not just with words, but definitely with actions and putting them in a position, not just to speak on Mother's Day, not just to prepare the Christmas program, not just to prepare meals. 
um, definitely in the aspects of, of ministering, serving, praying for people, laying hands, um, serving uh, Holy Communion, giving those opportunities for them to do it, to let them do the work. Are people going to talk? Of course they're going to talk. They're there's always going to be chatter about you, but let it be something like this, you know, where, you know, you want to take it to the scripture, like, where do you talk about you can't wear pants? But I'm out. If you want to go that route, then don't wear lipstick. Don't wear, don't wear earrings. You know, don't do your nails. Don't do anything. Guys, you can't have accessories on like all these things. Like we're so hung up on this, you know, those areas, like pastor Alex was saying, like the music was set the times were set, the language was set, and we couldn't change or break this because this was what we were set. I, I couldn't agree with him more. Like the season was to change, like to bring in the new, the word stays the same, but the seasons change. And I think now more than ever, it's so important to be able to elevate our wives and put them in those positions to minister and men, guys, pastors, leaders, teachers, we need to preach and teach about women as well. No, most definitely. And if you do plan the Christmas uh, program and you do the cooking for the church, it's okay too. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I know many, many great people that do that. Um, but, you know, just know that women have been called to more than just, you know, running the women's ministry, but some have been called to be teachers. And these giftings are for both men and women. You know, I didn't mention this earlier, but uh, Pastor Gabe and Pastor Alex are actually married to uh, some of my best friends. And I asked these gentlemen today because I have witnessed um, how they support their wives. And I knew that the advice that they would give, um, the words that they would give would be encouraging to anyone who may be in similar roles but also the respect that they have for women in ministry. Thank you again, gentlemen. And to end, I just want you to give some advice on how to practically support your spouse. Just going back to the basics of what the Bible says is to love your wife as Christ loved the church. I think that if a, a husband is able to, to get to the point of really agape, loving their wife, um, then they're going to be there for them no matter what. You know, I have to, I understand that my wife works eight hour day shift um, and she practically prepares the kids in the morning and she drops them off. She goes to work and then she picks them up and then she comes home and 95% of the time she's cooking. Um, and I have to understand that I have to be there for her, whether that's, you know, throwing something on the grill for dinner or sweeping the house or, you know, uh, showering the kids, putting them to bed. Um, I, I have to understand who she is, where she's at and support her in, in what she's doing, because it's just not about ministry. It's, it's really it's life and what we do, and all this uh, comes into play. And she has all these responsibilities upon her, and I have to be understanding that she does all these things, and I have to be there for her. And at the end of the day, I really just have to love her and support her. Pastor Alex, I think you hit it right on the, on, on the head of the nail. Um, 
we have to serve our wives just like Jesus served the church. That's the best way to support them. And that comes in many ways, just as Pastor Gabe said it uh, before and Alex have said it in the, in the past during this uh, podcast. Uh, we have to be there for them in every sense of the word. Sometimes maybe listening, sometimes it may be by giving them words of affirmation. Sometimes it might be through gifts. Sometimes it might be through um, just being there. That's all we have to do, just being there for them and understanding. Me, many people think that but because we are pastors, uh, our marriages are somehow different. They are not. They're, they're, our marriages are just as normal as anybody else's marriages. So how do we support our wives? By being there for them, by listening to them, by uh, loving them, by um, giving them gifts, by doing what any loving husband will, would do for their wives. It wasn't premarital counseling, but definitely before we got married, I had a chaplain at my company and I had a good relationship with him. And when I told him I was getting married, he said, Gabriel, I'm going to tell you words that for me really have uh, have served me well. And I want to share them with you. And I know they're going to serve you well. And he was right. He said, marriage is servanthood. And the moment you can wrap your mind around that you are there to serve your person, to serve your spouse the easier and the happier your relationship and your marriage is going to be. For us, it's been a, a good formula. And to anybody that's listening, I encourage you, if you didn't get those words before you were married and you're married now, wrap your minds around that marriage of servanthood. You're there to serve each other and see where God leads you guys. You by my side, I'm going to do it listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This concludes the interviews for the season. However, there's one more episode left. That'll be with me. I'm going to talk about how I became a pastor, my journey as a pastor, all the things I've learned as the pastor. Am I saying pastor a lot? Well, anyways, I hope you can make it to the next episode. Bye.